I'm Amy Lee. And I'm Kat. And you're listening to the Not Watching Movies podcast, a podcast where we review movies that we haven't seen. Uh, now, a quick note before we start. What movie were we supposed to review this week, Kat? Paranormal Activity. And why didn't we review it? Well, because one, it's not Halloween anymore, and two, we didn't want to. <laughs> Good a reason as any. So, what movie did we not watch this week? Okay, this week we did not watch the 1982, not quite as successful as Annie film, First Blood, starring Sylvester Stallone. So when you say not as successful as Annie, you mean? It was the 13th highest grossing movie of 1982, where Annie came in at the number 10 slot. Excellent. Yeah, but E.T. did come first, so I can totally understand why that is. Now, I have not seen this film, but I should, for full disclosure, say I've seen Son of Rambo. I was going to say me too! I love that movie! <laughs> me too. Want to review that one instead? It's great! Watch it! Yeah, good call. Okay, excellent. So, do you want to read us our plot summary for this film? Okay. John Rambo, a former Green Beret and Medal of Honor recipient, is plagued by the awful changes that are common in Vietnam veterans like himself. A drifter on his way to get some food, Rambo is arrested by Will Teasel? I'm going to go with Teasel on this one. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it either. Teasel? Tassel? I don't know. Let's go with Teasel. Teasel? Good enough. Okay. Uh, Rambo is arrested by Will Teasel, a small town sheriff who's used to getting things his way. Once incarcerated, Rambo soon finds himself reliving the awful memories of his fighting days in the NAM as he is put through the basic tests that are mandatory for all prisoners of the law. Rambo escapes, and what follows is an intense manhunt for a man who only wanted something to eat. As the publicity of Rambo's one-man war escalates, Teasel? Tassel? What are we going? Teasel? Teasel? (laughs) Going so well. Teasel and his posse are confronted by Colonel Troutman. Rambo's for the former commander, and the only one who may be able to stop the terrible fate awaiting everyone involved. Dun, dun, dun. Sounds pretty dramatic. It does. It sounds very dramatic. Now, um, I want to start talking a little bit about his arrest, because, yep. first of all, the IMDb trivia page is full of legal facts about, um, you know, the sheriff... Vagrancy? Would, yeah, the, what vagrancy means, and how the sheriff would have lost his badge for arresting him because he didn't have probable cause. What? A Hollywood movie completely unrealistic to real life? No! What is this world coming to? (laughs) Um, Now, the sheriff, um, it sounds like when he drives him out of town, because that's what he was originally supposed to be doing, Uh he starts teasing him. And it turns out that it's because he's a Korean vet. And such a small dick thing, isn't it? Yeah, and the Vietnam War had a lot more profile, and that's why he's. Your war will completely outstrip my war, and that makes me feel emasculated. Therefore, I'm going to run you out of town making fun of you. Yeah, and so this is comes down to like, you know, classic schoolyard bullying. Going, I have a badge and you don't, so nah, nah. I wonder, neener, neener, neener. I wonder what his home life was like as a child. Which one? Teasel. Ooh, good question. I reckon he was a fat kid. I reckon he probably got bullied a lot. I think maybe his dad drank and, you know, his mum had serious self-esteem issues. Didn't hug him enough. I assume that his dad was also the sheriff and he got to run around getting in trouble without any consequences. And so he's just a bully as well. See, I tried to find some way to feel sorry for him, whereas you're just like, no, he's an ass. (laughs) Yeah, he's an ass. Although he is very well decorated ass. You get the silver star and all this, like, just, like, so one of the medals that you only get for, like, supreme bravery. Yeah, so he's a really well-decorated vet, and so then, for some reason, they start chasing each other in the woods. Why do you think they start doing that? Well, I'm coming around to the, well, I've come to the idea that the first Rambo is not the movie that I thought it was going to be, because, first of all, 
Okay, Rambo, the character, is named after a type of apple, which is not really the sort of the gun-toting heroic sort of backstory to a name one would uh, hope to have. Also, they were gonna, they wanted James Garner to play him originally. Okay, so, growing up, my mom loved James Garner. Growing up, I loved James Garner. I mean, he's amazing. I used to come home every day from school when I was in middle school and watch The Rock of Power, oh, which was already, cool. like, a several-year-old rerun. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one among my peers going home and watching The Rock of Files. And epic car chases every episode. It was brilliant. And my mom loved him so much that we had a cat that she named Maverick. Nice! And so, yeah, so, and she would always joke that she kisses him every night in the hopes that he'll turn into James Garner. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I knew him from The Great Escape, so which when I always say, like, when someone's talking to me, I don't want to talk to like, Mina Spreckens the English. Because as we says to the joke, oh my god, I love it, he's so fun. Um, oh my god! You of all people do not get to judge me for not having seen a movie. But The Great Escape, the greatest movie of all time, starring Big X, and where they make Oh my god, we're totally watching that because it's amazing. Um, anyway, so moving on from that, it's like my favourite movie of all time. It's brilliant. So, Sorry, yeah. how do you like that movie? What? How much do you like that movie? Like, loads. Okay, just checking. Like, that was unclear. <laughs> but, you know, like I'm, I'm not very good at expressing my emotions. So, yeah. So, James Garner. But, yeah, there's a thing. Like, he's cool, but, like, it's not how I am. Like, I think if he'd, like, been at the head of it with a completely different franchise, because I think of, like, you know, the sort of, sweaty vest oh like high kicking people's heads off uh kind of thing not the sort of proper yet slightly maverick kind of james garner thing yeah james garner's a bit too cool for this role yeah and it was like chuck norris was also considered i get that yeah steve mcqueen okay can we just talk for a second about chuck norris's films for a sec uh, do you know what? I've never seen a Chuck Norris film. Okay. I know all the Chuck Norris jokes. I've read all the sort of the Chuck Norris. So things, I used to watch I, his I've TV never program. Seen a film. But I've, I saw one film of his about six years ago, and it was Lone Wolf. And he had like is I, is he like a Steven Seagal kind of like person that just kind of like delist movies? That's him just kicking the crap out of people. Yeah, but I think. I think he like funds them, okay, um, or par- in part anyway. <laughs> Nobody else is gonna pay for his, his vanity vehicle movies. <laughs> but these are like, you know, I don't think he's making them anymore. This is, okay. you know, at the Walker Texas Ranger kind of era, cool. maybe a bit before. The movie's called Lone Wolf. He's a police officer who has the support of everyone on the force, including his boss. He's got an ex-wife that he's on great terms with a daughter okay. that visits all the time this woman who comes over for a one night stand and then vacuums his place <laughs> <laughs> i kid you not that is a scene and they overdubbed it because i guess they couldn't get the sound of her humming wallet so it's like and she's vacuuming okay the entire movie he's supported and he's like i'm a lone wolf it's a pretty ridiculous okay um, film I feel like I need to watch that. We now. should do a Chuck Norris film. Well, we should, because I haven't seen any of them. But also, I love the fact that Steve McQueen was hampered from being in the movie by the fact that he was dead. <laughs> it was like Steve McQueen was considered for the main part, which would have got ahead apart from the fact he died in 1980. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a completely different movie with like Weekend some... at Bernie's meets Rambo. <laughs> Wheeling in with Steve McQueen. Uh. Put some ropes up. He's he's waving at me tauntingly. Um, here's the thing that I don't Just get. Okay. Him. In the synopsis, I read a different synopsis to you because I wanted some context. And mm-hmm. it, it's saying that he escapes 
And then basically the synopsis jumps from because he escaped, the entire sheriff's department wants to kill him. Not they want to catch him. So basically... This just escalate really quickly. Yeah, he's apparently being a vagrant in mm. Hope, Washington. Mm. Fun fact, actually filmed in Hope, British Columbia. Um, Hope, Washington is a fictional place. They had to find a place called Hope, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah, I think they were not very creative in their name <laughs> of anything in this film. But basically, he comes in, arrested for vagrancy. He es- when he's not a vagrant. Yeah. Because the synopsis I read is he's visiting a friend. Yeah, me too. He's visiting a friend. Then he's arrested for vagrancy by a Korea war vet who... was because he's, ta- he's taken a dislike to him. So ar- arrests him for, like, vagrancy. He's like, I imagine him in his suit and everything. He's like, but I'm not a vagrant. He's like, you are because I say you are, man. Yeah. Yeah. Are you currently in a house? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I don't see your place of address, my friend. We're stood in a field. You're a vagrant. <laughs> yeah. Can we see your house from here? <laughs> so <laughs> he's arrested for that. He escapes because, you know, PTSD. Yes. And then they decide instead of going, well, the guy's running away, which is what we wanted to begin with. <laughs> Well, this, this, now we need to kill him. But this is the thing. You see, I think I think it's kind of like escape, escape because not a vagrant, and then go on a rampage of blowing stuff up because PTSD, because he's out in the woods and he's having all these flashbacks about being in in Vietnam, and I think he blows some up. But this is the weird thing. Like, this is why this is not the movie that I thought it was. He doesn't kill anyone. Like nobody. Like no. one guy dies by accident, and it's his fault. Yeah, because he op- he like takes his seatbelt off while like the helicopter's like doing a ninety degree bank or something ridiculous. Yeah. And so yeah, but apparently the book was way more violent, and yeah. he does kill people. Oh, this is the thing that I also like though is so Rambo. So even though this is the first Rambo movie, it's not called Rambo; it's First Blood. But Rambo Four is just called Rambo, and it was two thousand and eight. Checked it; didn't seem to make the list of top gross movies of that year, so maybe disappointing. Also, fun fact. Probably too many musicals. Odeon refused to show it for commercial reasons. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that movie averages 2.59 killings per minute. Wow. Wow. Is he just like shooting machine guns from his eyes or something? Like, what is he doing? Maybe Um, he becomes bionic. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so we haven't actually talked about Colonel Samuel Trotman. Yes. Okay, that guy. Are we are we agreed on that pronunciation? Sure. Okay, great. So he was described by Martin Ritt as the true villain of the piece. And yet, what I read sounds like he's trying to save everyone. I thought like he was like some sort of father figure who sort of But I think he's the true villain because he created Rambo to begin with. Right? Oh, so yeah, what do you mean like, like create? Is he some sort of like psychologically tortured super soldier? I think that's what we're meant to believe, that he was Sent to, I mean, and not to get too political on this, but the people who went to Nam came back having witnessed horrors. Mm, absolutely. And then were welcomed back by people who were angry at them for going to begin with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, which I love the irony of how Reagan used um, uh, Born in the USA um, as part of his, his, his campaign song, considering it was written about Vietnam vets coming back and like, not getting support and stuff but yeah so like if he's some sort of like crazy super soldier why is this not le- the leading tagline like you know sort of mentally disturbed super soldier goes mad 
Well, and I think this was, you know, eight, 82. I don't know that we were necessarily talking about PTSD in mm. any way, right? Mm. In fact, PTSD came about, if I recall correctly, from the Vietnam War, where mm. they had these soldiers coming back, and they clearly had some form of disability, but they were being left without any care or payment, and the military needed something, yeah. like a box to tick to say you get disability payment and but from the, the that, and I'm, I might be messing that. this up entirely but because I think I think it came later than that as well because I know in the sort of the 80s and the 90s we called it golf you know after the Gulf war they called it Gulf war syndrome and then definitely guys coming back from the Falklands I think were said to have Gulf war syndrome yeah. which was actually PTSD but yeah or shell shock or yeah whatever else. well yeah but yeah so I mean he's clearly you know he's having flashbacks he's having trauma but what impact on the 80s do you think that this film had do you think that this had you know if you had to pick one thing to credit this film with what do you think you would credit it with <laughs> i know where this is going <laughs> i i really think that before this that the uh, american cutlery industry was in serious <laughs> oh you're stealing my joke and then, and then after yeah. this movie, like this, the this film just, was... just as, and even though we never did this movie, I'm still gonna say it. Just as Michael, what's his face, and Basic Instinct saved sex on screen, <laughs> yes. Rambo saved the American cutlery industry. That is apparently what it's credited for doing. I don't know how or why. I think they used a particular type of knife that popped. Anyways, but apparently this film revitalized the American cutlery industry in the '80s. So. Thank you to Rambo for the fact that I can still use a knife and fork. The thing is, right, so they presumably have... the industry was dying and fizzling out, and no, everyone was eating with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks to Rambo, I can now. Um, oh, no. the I'm is... still able to eat soup, not <laughs> not from a mug. I'm imagining you trying to eat soup with a fork, going, "Thanks, Rambo." <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, Emily, that's not how it works. You use a spoon." <laughs> but the thing is, though, I know they had this knife that had like a hollow handle that you'd like open it and had a compass in it, and everyone was like, "That's cool. That's not cutlery. That's a that's like a violent weapon." Hey, question for you: Is John J. Rambo still in the military, or is he now completely out of it? Because if so, if he's out of the military. Is it not a bit weird to have your ex-boss following just, you around? I was just about to say, I would say no. <laughs> Maybe he went like off the reservation. Maybe he was like, this is too much for well, me and went off. And they've been looking for him. Troutman feels bad. Except that I've had bosses who have like know- knowingly broken the labor code and exhausted me. And they haven't come home with me to tuck me in. <laughs> like, I think if my boss came out to tuck me in, I'd be like, this is wildly inappropriate. <laughs> but I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, no, the whole thing is... <laughs> I'm not into it, just for the I'm just, record. I'm just thinking about my old bosses and just going, no. I don't know, one or two of them were, like, fairly motherly. I would have been okay with that. Definitely you not. stroke me hair with my hair and read me a story. I've had anyone stroke my hair and put me to sleep. Is that a thing? Wait till the next sleepover. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, so yeah, so apparently he feels remorse. So all I know is about the alternate ending. There were two alternate endings, but I don't know how this film actually ends. Oh, that's okay. We we just do it. We always do a make up our own ending. Excellent. Other okay, question okay. for you: When is Whoopi Goldberg in the film? <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? I was just about to say. So there's a lot of stuff about like what happens before, and then there's just him 
be like showing off his Vietnam skills in the woods, like whatever they are. Yeah, apparently finding old rotten canvas in the wood and making a coat out of it is a this is really special. This, this this rotting canvas was really special. But yeah, like um, digging holes and putting like pan like shit covered panji sticks in them or something, and uh, that, that's real Vietnamese guerrilla warfare tactics, by the way. Bit of history there for you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if it, if it was me in the woods. I spend about an hour and a half wandering around going, I don't know where the fuck I am, man. Like, where am I? And I imagine 45 minutes of Rambo running around going, I don't know where I am. And then Whoopi Goldberg's bar is just randomly in the middle of the forest. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or she's the bartender in the flashback that was never shown in the original. Oh, oh my God, this is my favorite thing. No, it's okay. actually, it's super sad. Go ahead. It's really sad. So after he's, I can't remember, he's in a cave, he's in a cave, and I imagine it's raining because, you know, sad. And then he has a flashback that him and his buddies are imagining they all died because, you know, adding on the pathos and stuff. And they're being entertained by the local women. And he takes this woman into the, one of the women into the back and they make love. And then he's back in the cave and he cries. And I'm just like. But I'm assuming that the bartender at that bar back in Vietnam was Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. I like that. I've typecast her. She's the only thing she can do is be a bartender. bartender. She has to be in her Star Trek costume. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. What's that that character name in Star Trek? I don't know. That's going to annoy me for the rest of the day. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If only only we had a way of looking these things up. Or a sound engineer waving at us right now. (laughs) Hello, sound engineer. What's her name? Guinan. Guinan knew it. Guinan is just Guinan and everything. And she's like polishing it and she he takes her to the back and she's just polishing this going, oh, I've been disapproving you. I don't know why she'd be disapproving, but sure. I think she'd be approving. Sure, why not? Here's the thing though, they described it as a flashback. Yeah. So was it really a flashback? Because normally when we talk about flashbacks, you know, war films, um, PTSD, it's gonna be something beyond your control. Mm. And actually what it seems to be what he's doing is reminiscing. Yeah. Well yeah, I think maybe it's like flashback in the the sort of the was the... it a traumatic sexual experience? <laughs> was That's... he was he trying to shoot pool with a rope there or <laughs> for a bit of um I don't know. Did she point and laugh? You know, it's not that common. It does happen to every guy and it is a big deal. Is it a big deal? Friends joke. Oh. We were on a break. <laughs> Eighteen pages, front and back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start quoting things in a non-sequitur fashion. Sure. What, what are the alternate endings? Talk us through the alternate endings. Okay, so one alternate ending is that Troutman tracks him down, and he's about to shoot the wounded sheriff, and Troutman is forced to kill him. Okay. Another ending is him running out of some building, shooting at all the police, mm-hmm. and they they kill him. So those are the two alternate endings where in he dies. In a Butch Cassidy now, style thing. I don't know how this film ends, but given that there are three other Rambo I'm films, pretty sure he doesn't die. Yeah. I think I know how it ends. So he's about to kill Tassel, and Troutman comes in, and he tries to talk him down, and he's all like, I'm gonna do it, man, I'm gonna do it. He's like, you can't. He's like, I have to. And he goes, no. And Tassel looks him in the eyes and goes, Rambo, I am your father. <laughs> and Rambo's like, no! And shoots his gun into the air in a very point blank kind of way. Ah, uh, okay. Everything's <laughs> like, no. No, it's not how it ends. I don't know. Star Wars reference. Yeah, why not? Have you seen that film? Oh my god, I've seen all of them. I've seen bits and pieces of them. And I've played through the entire Lego game of them. 
Um, so I feel like I'm familiar with the plot line. Well, you know, people in space, it's really not that deep, but it's cool. Yeah, it's alright. For the <laughs> listener at home, Chad is looking for the exit. We can no longer be friends. We can... Are we friends now? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, right. Well... Fine. It's been really nice to do this podcast, listeners, and I really hope you've enjoyed it. There aren't going to be any more. You were watching the slow descent of this podcast. <laughs> the disintegration. Thing you will not be coming to my Rogue One party. Your what? My The new Star Wars movie coming out in December. You will not be coming to my Rogue One party. Can I come to your Star Trek party? Because Star Trek is... In- oh yeah, you can totally come to my Star Trek party. Okay, That's good. fine. Um, as long as you have to dress this guy in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I definitely won't offend anyone doing that. <laughs> I'm not suggesting you blackface. <laughs> Good. So, I think this film ends with an epic game of sardines in the woods. Have you ever played sardines? Yeah, but not with Rambo. <laughs> I'm assuming he's hiding. Trevin finds him, hides with him, <laughs> trying to keep him down, and the sheriff finds him, and is about to shoot them, and instead decides to lay down with them as well. Then no. who's looking for them? Isn't that everybody? Well, it's the rest of the police department. Okay. And there's someone in a hel- helicopter, too. And then I... Yeah, well, the helicopters are getting behind in place. That would be awful. And then I assume that there's a threesome homoerotic montage. And that it ends by them making love, not war. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's absolutely how it ends. And that's so much better than my Star Wars ending. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is why I will never be a successful screenwriter. <laughs> I mean, that and I don't write movies, but... Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, that is definitely the thing standing in your way. <laughs> I, I'm under the impression that to be a successful screenwriter, you need to actually write something. Is that the end, just before the end credits, is the helicopter looks down with the sort of the heat-seeking thing, and you just see the three bodies all yeah. riding together. And then it like, as if, make love not war. Exactly. And then the credit just, yes, absolutely, that sounds perfect. Alright, anything else to say on this film? No, but definitely watch Son of Rambo, because it's yeah. awesome. We're not at the reviews section yet. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't jump the gun. So, what do you rate this film? I would rate it three Sylvester Stallones out of five Al Pacinos. Ooh. Yeah. I am going to rate it four charity animal shelter donation dogs, which is a Son of Rambo reference, guys, out of five. I think I would, if I watch this, I think I'd probably like this movie because I like Son of Rambo so much and because I trust the taste of those little boys. And if they enjoyed it, then I think that I would like it too. And also I saw Predator, and I imagine it's quite similar to Predator, just kind of like without Predator, but with like people <laughs> instead. Sure. Running through the woods. This is the human version of Predator, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> well, you know, it's dudes in the woods running around doing, you know, um, isn't that military thing. The last film we reviewed, Blair Witch Project. Yeah, oh my god, we got a bit of a theme, dudes in the woods. Well, I thought there was a chick in the last one. Uh, I'm using dudes in the non-gender specific kind of way. Ah, the gender neutral term, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, taking it back. Taking it back, guys. Take back the night, take back the dude. <laughs> yeah. It's all fine. Um, okay, so have you had anything that you'd like to review from this week? Because I, I personally did not think this far <laughs> And I'm okay. going to be scrambling. So, Son of Rambo is a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you liked... Our version of Rambo, 
then the son of Rama will probably make zero sense to you whatsoever. Um, and it's a really good movie. You should watch it. And um, there's a kid in that who's now being very sick, well, kind of in movies now. He's in Maze Runner, but you will recognise him and he's super cute and he's very funny too. That was such a cop-out review. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the things that I've done since our last podcast. I had a holiday. <laughs> I, uh... Well, it's just that, the, you know, like, because obviously this podcast is going to go up in the future, that this is the week the world ended. Owls. Let's look at owls. Let's, yeah. Let's not make this a political podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm trying to, to go with something yeah, politically neutral. All right. So I've had a holiday. I've moved. I've had a birthday. I've... Anything you'd recommend? Uh, Birthdays are pretty fun. Well, you know what? I, uh, I had a birthday. Highly recommend having birthdays. Everyone should have at least one a year. Had a party. Yeah, so I drank myself to a point where the next day I was somewhat ill, and I do not recommend that. Okay. This is a uh, a review of something I tried that I did not like, nor do I like it every year on my birthday. <laughs> that's the thing, guys, when you hit your 40s, that's what happens. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, 39. Oh, fuck off. I hate you. You're not my friend anymore. No, I don't decided that you weren't my friend anymore, so it's I'm, okay. I'm 29 again. <laughs> Actually, this film is fitting because it is of the year of my birth. Ah. So do the math, people. I recommend I'm that not, as well. I'm not very good at math, so I'm not going to. All right, so I think that wraps us up for yeah. uh, the week. Uh, guys, we've decided to get very professional, and we've actually written down all of our social media stuff. So, Kat, how do people get in touch with us? Facebook.com forward slash no movies. And Twitter is at not underscore watching pod. If you want to get in touch, get in touch. If you want to make a recommendation, what about our email we have one. Not uh, watching movies at gmail.com. If you yes. prefer to send us an email, we will be setting up a P.O. box for all the requests flooding in to send us <laughs> correspondence by mail. Send us some travel postcards while you're away. Why not? Excellent. Okay. So that's it for us. Bye. Bye.